floppity flop. Good morning and welcome to the only podcast that cures FOMO, because this show has everything, including but not limited to working our way through various household items like dirty toilets, a murder dresser, and an exploration of something called Dishwasher Gate. Uh, more details on that very shortly. My name is Mike Frizzell, also known as the Jail Dude, coming to you from the Deer Blind Studios in the Mountain Room in Manchac, Texas. Joining me are three of my favorite people from right to left. Across America, first from the Hurry Up and Get a Dog Already studios in Buffalo, New York, it's Bobby somehow still nicknameless Pape. Good day to you, Bobby. Good day, sir. Uh, Sam sent me a, a, a listing for a black cat named Kitty yesterday, so I think she just doesn't know what she wants. I, I, I got to take her lead on this. Mm, you, once you get that second cat, you're going to be in like Walsh territory and you, you may never get a dog well, she thinks we could get both and i asked her if we're going straight to menagerie so i might need to yeah. go down to austin and take some notes <laughs> yeah See how it's done yeah yeah the, it's it's usually okay because because emily is their their muse you know right. <laughs> right. so that's fine but now she's got this new account and she's going to be out of town a lot she already is out of town and it creates a lot of unwanted attention for me especially in and around bedtime, feeding time, get up time, pretty much any time oh, is yeah. is menagerie time. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, from the Land of Lake Studios in New Brighton, Minnesota, it's Anne with a plan. And please don't at me, Lundholm. Hello, Anne. <laughs> Good morning. Not so much as a plant living here. <laughs> Man, God bless. Just, All mine are just fake. Blissful silence. <laughs> yep. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I love being married. I love Emily. I love all the animals. I love everything. I love my Allisons. But um, there, there are some days, you know, when I miss, you know, waking up in the apartment in Redmond and just go, ah, oh, <laughs> the day's do mine. Ain't got to do shit for anybody. Uh, all right. So there she is. Um, I like to the- talk before I'm introduced. I can't. like <laughs> Get out of my way. From the It Takes a Village to Raise My Child Studios in Trendy South Austin, it's Hillary H. Baum Livingston Butler. Hey, Hill Dog, what's up? Nothing. Um, yeah, I, you know, I, the kids like want a pet, but when we're running late in the mornings, I'm like, I'm screaming at the kids to get dressed or like, eat your mm. cereal, tie your shoes. The thought yep. of having it to deal also with a dog, like, makes, <laughs> gives me agitate. Like, I can't even like put it in my brain. So not yet. We'll get one, but not yet. Yeah, I think that the kids have to be a little older yeah. so that you can you can make them do some of the some of yeah. the dog related. Yeah, they, Bridget Bridget said, "I want a puppy. I promise I'll take care of it." I'm like, "That is the most cliche thing you have ever said." <laughs> right. You right. will not take care of it. That is right. not happening. There there is an age when they probably will, you know. Mm. They will mm. help, but uh, I don't think she's anywhere close to there right now because she basically doesn't even like to hang around at your house anymore, nope. does nope. she? No, she does not. 
I have no doubt that she means it with all her heart. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Care of a puppy. <laughs> yeah. Sure. When she says it. She of course, right it. in that moment, she means it. Uh, but she's a liar. And she doesn't keep her word, so it's fine. <laughs> wow. It's not a lie if you believe it, Hillary. Come on. Not the old George Costanza trope. <clears throat> all right. Uh, on the show today, we talk about all those things I mentioned, as well as tackling a very serious issue with our question of the week. This week, what is the stupidest shirt you've ever bought? Is it bought or wore? That's going to change my answer, depending yes. on the... Uh, uh, yeah. Me too. Yeah. yeah. Me too. Maybe we should list them both. Yeah, I think we're going to explore the parameters here. Okay. Okay. Um, <laughs> as usual, <laughs> we may have some T-Sheet recommends. Uh, of course, we will strip the bed, do the dishes, and leave the podcast cabin clean for the next group of podcast friends, as Hillary's mom likes to call them, to come in. Um <laughs> We'll let you all know how to get involved with the show before we head out the door as well. Uh, it's time to ease into a warm show with some small talk. Uh, interesting run sheet today. Um, I'm not, <laughs> I, we, we don't know what each other, what we all have in mind today. So I will just say, I, I think this is Bobby because he mentioned it before the show. Uh, Adventures in Mother Sitting. Yeah. Uh, please, please yeah. Uh, tell us. This is one of those times when I'm I'm both nearly certain and so glad that my mom does not know how to download the podcast. <laughs> mm-hmm. Because I, I want to tell her that I, I'm okay if she hears this, but if one of you rats me out, I'm going to hunt you down. Candy. Um, hey, Candy. I'm going to friend her on yeah. Facebook and be like, hey. <laughs> send Do her not away. feed. She's not hard to find. You can get no, her. You can no. get at Candy on the Facebook. Yeah. Uh, thank you for that all for putting her name out there. Uh, <laughs> oh, our listeners! Yeah. Remember when Jeremy? Remember when Jeremy worried about changing our group to a page or our page to a group because he thought our listeners were gonna, you know, get yeah. completely off the rails like the Stens? And I kept telling him, "No, this is a self-selecting group of normal ass people. No one is gonna do anything that stupid, and we haven't. It's been great. The Facebook page has been amazing. Yep. Yeah. Yeah." So don't do it. Whatever you had in mind, evil, evil Tishi <laughs> listeners. Exactly. Uh, right. So adventures in mother sitting. Last weekend, uh, my mom's birthday was a few days ago, and so last weekend, Sam and I went out to uh, to take her out to lunch for her birthday Sunday afternoon. Um, we uh, we didn't have a real strict plan. We just figured we'd go. We'd go to a little bar and grill or something near her place, and catch up and you know whatever so we go out there and when we show up uh i should for some context my mother rents a house outside of rochester um and she's got a new roommate moving in and she's switching rooms and giving the roommate the upstairs and she's taking the downstairs where her old roommate used to be and so she's moving a bunch of things around and she's got these two heavy as fuck dressers upstairs (laughs) that somehow made like a quarter turn up this weird staircase and she looked at me while she texted me and she said, hey, when you're coming over, could you help me bring the dressers down? To which I said, hell no. Because <laughs> I'm a... When, I'm when's a, Dolly going to be in Buffalo? Right, exactly. Rochester. Rochester. I, yeah. Uh, I'm a good son, but... Uh, <laughs> no. You're a good I, son who has $70 to spend. <laughs> right. I'm a, I'm a good son who's had who's had hernia issues in the past. Oh, so yeah. Like, I am oh, not man. Don't risk fucking, it. Yeah. 
uh, life and limb here to bring these goddamn dressers down. And I was, I'm thinking to myself, uh, how much is a new, like a new dresser? Like how how bad do you need a dresser? Like, can I, can I fix this problem with money? (laughs) (laughs) Um, so fine. She drops it, but then I show up, we show up and she springs on us just as we're arriving. Oh, Hey, by the way, could we run a quick errand before we go to lunch? Oh no. Okay. Warning. Sure. She's Is she notorious for this? <laughs> yeah, just hijacking the trip. So okay. God, uh, I hate it. I hate it when people do that because you like got things scheduled out and it's you got yep. your day plan. They're like, yep. "Hey, can we just go do something really not on the agenda?" Yep. So uh, we uh, we run across town. She wants to go to Arondicoit from Greece, which doesn't mean anything to anyone who doesn't live in the greater Rochester area, but it's across town, uh, you know, 15, 20 minutes. Uh, can we go? I, I found this dresser for sale uh, and I want to take a look at it because if I like it, I'll buy it and then uh, I'll get some help bringing it in and then I won't have to bring those big heavy dressers from upstairs and the new roommate can use them. And it's $30, this dresser. I found mm-hmm. it on Facebook. What a good deal. (laughs) Right. So we drive across town. Does it have its own page? How do you find the dresser on Facebook? I I don't know. The buy, buy, sell page. Oh, right, right. Right. We used to do that. We're getting strategically close to the Prowers County buy and sell. Uh (laughs) And the the people that we're interacting with gave me that exact vibe. So we're driving and we're driving. And and Arondequate is on uh, the Arondequate Bay, which is where the Genesee River comes into Rochester. And it's a big bay off of Lake Ontario. And we're getting closer and closer. And this house is right on the edge of the bay and so at first i'm thinking oh maybe it's like a rich person but then i thought what rich person gives a shit about selling a dresser for 30 dollars it's a it's a driftwood lean to so um we're doing these cutbacks down the side of the the you know it's pretty steep going down to the bay and we get down to this little ramshackle of a house the gutters are are you on foot at this point no, we're we're still in the car. <laughs> oh, okay. Right. I, th- I, I thought on, I thought this on, was like really getting hairy. We're on horseback. You know? <laughs> um, I got my walking stick, and then I'm imagining like romancing the stone where he's like chopping down like you know <laughs> shit to walk. Well, we pitched base camp at 100 feet, and we made our final assault in the morning. Well, let despite me, the terrible weather, let me set the scene. So it looked like if if anyone has watched any of those uh, like Discovery Channel Alaskan outback. Like combination of rustic and uh, dumpster fire, like combination, <laughs> like it looks sort of like a dump because everybody is saving everything they own because it's too mm-hmm. complicated to get it out of down there. Sure. I believe we call that dumpster chic. <laughs> ah, yes. <laughs> That's it. Uh, we end up parking next to this this old house. The gutters are falling off. It's clearly got like, like weather damage, but it's got a great view of an inlet off the bay. Um, we're parked uh, between what the person we called to reach out to said the broken down Toyota Camry and uh, a motorcycle with a tarp over part of it. Oh man. <laughs> now and there's a, there's a car a with murderer, weeds growing like... through the hood. Um... <laughs> there's, there's a snow, there's like snow and slush packed down and it's icy. And uh, my mom even looks at me at one point and says, if you hear a banjo, just turn around. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> and there's a guy dragging a sled with a cooler on it out onto the ice. He's ice fishing on the inlet. Oh, wow. And so he's going out there to drill a hole and drink a beer and and fish. And we're watching this happen. And I've got Sam in the car with me, so I'm concerned about her well-being because that's my top priority, right? 
So we get to this house. The other person's not there yet. She's also coming in from somewhere, which makes me, again, question how much effort we're putting into a $30 dresser. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, so she finally gets there, and I decide that I, for the safety of my mother, should probably follow her into this creepy house. Um, so I look at Sam, and I'm like, I'm leaving the car running. If you hear anything sketchy, just get the fuck out of here. So we we go in. This woman, this older woman selling this dresser has a man who's driving her, and he seems as confused as me. I suspect that it was a family house and maybe someone died. It's mostly empty. They're getting rid of the last of the stuff. And she's talking about how there's a few things left in the house, and if she doesn't sell them, she's just going to leave them. To which, again, I think, really? And yet you're going to make not one but two trips out here for a $30 dresser because I'm mm -hmm. not taking the dresser in the Corolla. This is just a <laughs> negotiation to purchase the dresser. Oh, my gosh. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> so we go in. Uh, the whole house is 70s uh, high pile carpet, wood nice. panel walls, mirrors everywhere. <laughs> oh, my there's God. A, there's a living room set for sale for like 100 bucks, but Broyhill? Uh, we're not going to. Oh, I don't know. I, I only I didn't see it. I only smelled it. Hooker furniture. <laughs> uh, and then we go see this dresser, and it's a big wooden dresser, wide, low, with a big mirror, and there's side wings on the mirror. It's it's a you know functionally speaking a pretty good dresser. Mm -hmm. uh, moving it out of there is going to be a bitch, and that's not my responsibility. So I don't know. But my mom looks at it. She likes it. She whips out $30 in cash and hands oh, it to the man. woman and says, can I come back next weekend to pick it up? Oh, God. And this woman admonishes my mother for not requesting a receipt first and says that Judge Janine would insist that you hand someone a receipt <laughs> when you hand someone cash. What? I like this woman's style. Who's Judge Janine? <laughs> She's a judge. She's a TV judge. She's one yeah. of the... One yeah. of the judges? I, I know, guess. I isn't Judge Janine, isn't she on Fox News? Judge Janine. She, oh, that, that's right. Oh, my God. You're she's so right. No. Oh, she's not actually so right. a judge. She's never been a judge. She was a district yes. attorney or yes. something for a while, yes. but that's her only qualification. You call her oh, judgy. that's right. She's the local one. She's from Elmira. She's the one who's going to be running for Chris Collins' Senate seat. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, she's a piece of work. I don't really know where we're... I assumed... I didn't put the name together at first, so I just assumed it was one of the members of the hot bench. <laughs> right. Yeah, for some... I was confusing her with... I was thinking of, like, you know, a subpar Judge Judy, and I'm like, oh, yeah, 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 I right. know. No, you're totally right, well, Anne. It's Janine There's Hero, a whole bunch so. of acolytes. There's, there's, a, there's a Judge Judy coaching tree now, right? Because there's all those <laughs> other judges. Right. Right. They studied under her. They got their own judge show. Some of them were terrible. Got canceled right away. I wonder. If, I wonder if the bailiff ever gets promoted to judge status. Like, you know, you train under, you toil. You That's a great gig that bailiff. Gig. <laughs> These guys. The, the guy on night court never got promoted to yeah, judge. Bull. Oh, that's true. <laughs> that's true. Hey, Bobby, I'm very disappointed in Candy that she didn't. You know, she tipped her hand so fast. She she should have just like walked around the dresser a little bit, like like you know you know and like rub her thumb across a couple little scratches and go like yeah. Uh, and then she slide a piece no of paper game. across the dresser. It says $24 or something. I, <laughs> I, I agree with you completely. I, I think there was room to negotiate yeah, on this dresser. She could have had that thing for 18 Come on. I mean, I want to talk about the amount of money we're spending in gas to go twice back and yeah. forth. And, yeah. All right. We're doing these people a favor getting rid of this thing, getting it out of there. Come on now. So, 
she buys the dresser. We leave. Everybody's safe and alive. And, and we got this experience of a harrowing tale. We end up going for lunch at a bar near this place instead of near my mom's house. And the lunch is terrible. So that's perfect. That's murder dresser. But the day continues because this adventure just doesn't quit. I'm thinking, okay, we're running about half an hour behind. We'll still get home in time to, you know, relax, have a good evening. Fine. Uh, then we get back to the house. And again, the new roommate has just moved in the day before. And uh, they're in the process of getting him in and moving everything around. Uh, and my mother realizes that uh, because her and her old roommate were lazy and never locked to the house, that she left without her keys and is locked out of her own home. Oh, no. And so she's calling and texting the new roommate. Oh. Hey! I think you mentioned you were just going to the grocery store. Any chance you're going to be back soon? And I'm thinking, like, which door can I bust into? Because <laughs> I want to get the hell out of here. Yeah. So uh, we end up taking a, a, a one-hour adventure in and out of the city to go get a cup of coffee because we got to kill some time until this guy's back to let her in. Um, she doesn't seem to realize that she's being an inconvenience to the new roommate by saying on, like, his second day, oh, hey, I'm a loser who forgot my key. <laughs> I was like, you need to be appropriately embarrassed by this situation. Oh, gosh. Um, so we get all that squared away, but that delay in our schedule sets up this next part of this story, which is that we are driving through her neighborhood, uh, killing time, and we come across a little chihuahua uh, that is hopping around on three legs. It's got a little chicken wing for one of its front legs. And uh, it looks uh, pretty clean, but no tags, no collar, and is just running. And so, of course, we pull over, and Sam, being the nurturing person that she is, immediately gets out of the car, goes over to this chihuahua, and it immediately jumps up into her arms and has a new best friend. And she brings him back to the car, and... He just sits in her lap, and she's now we we now have a chihuahua. Oh, was <laughs> uh, there a half-hearted search for the owner? <laughs> we did. We spent the next twenty minutes or so doing laps, seeing if the owner was out and about. We knocked on the doors nearby where we found the dog, right around the corner from my mother's house, uh, because we see some people are dog owners, and we're thinking, well, maybe he hasn't gotten far. He clearly is not equipped to get far. He's got this this mm-hmm. chicken wing doubled over arm. Uh, no luck. And so now we're getting late in the day. It's like 530. Uh, and I know this because I look up the closest animal shelter that's open and it's called the new to you rescue. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Sounds like where we would have found the dresser. Right. And I called him up and I say, hey, can you just tell us if the dog is chipped if we bring him by? And sure enough, they can. So that's it's not far. It's somebody's working out of her house over the weekend. So we go over, we meet her in the driveway. She scans the dog, no chip. And she looks at us and she says, okay, no problem. You can just hold on to him until Monday and then take him to one of these shelters and they'll, they'll help find the owner. Uh, you're good, right? And I look at her and I go, we don't live here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 And my mother is in no shape to, you know, two dog, two cats, new roommate. It's, it's not the time to let a chihuahua take over their house. Um, and, and even if we wanted to just steal this dog and call it ours, it's not really the kind of dog we're looking for. And also, we have a lot of stairs. This is a four-story townhouse, basically. 
Yeah. Uh, so a three-legged chihuahua is probably not going to do particularly well in this environment. <laughs> not going to uh, thrive. So she just looks. <laughs> she just looks at us. She looks at the dog. She looks at us. She looks at the dog, and she goes, "Okay, fine. I'll just take him." And she just <laughs> scoops him up oh. and disappears into her house, and the dog is gone. Um, there is a Facebook post for the dog. I will find it and I will share it. Yeah. Uh, we we put pic- we had pictures, then they put pictures up, and I I think hopefully they've been reunited. I mean, the dog's pretty one of a kind. And Sam looked at me and she said, "Don't worry about it because that's a that dog's such a pity case that if it does go to adoption, <laughs> right. somebody will grab him immediately." Right, right, right. Yeah. Well, so, hey, Hillary's already heard this story because it's not my story; it's cousin Sal's uh, story. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> His his kids wanted to get a dog. He has like, I think three boys, yeah, three and they're boys. all pretty young, and they're yeah. all obnoxious, as you would expect cousin Sal's kids yeah. to be obnoxious. They wanted they wanted a dog, and so they were bugging bugging their parents. Dog, dog, dog. We'll take care of it. It's, you know, don't worry mm, about it. We the got Bridget it. Butler line. But the problem is, these kids hate each other, and they're always <laughs> brawling. So, <clears throat> cousin Sal said. Um, Okay, we can get a dog if you guys uh, don't argue all summer. If we don't get one one fight all summer, and they were like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, done." So, like a, a week later, they they're just brawling, 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 and and cousin Sal's like yelling from the front seat, saying, "Hey, you're about to lose that dog." And and they're like, "No, no, no, we'll be good, we'll be good." And they're good for a little while, and then they start fighting again. And he goes, "Okay, the next next person who raises their voice." That dog loses a leg. You're going to get a three-legged so dog. Evil. So evil. <laughs> and, and so the kid yells and Cousin Sal goes, that's it. And so the kids are like, they're, at first they're heartbroken, but then they start researching three-legged dogs. So what he did was kind of negotiate himself right into getting a three-legged dog. <laughs> so wrong. <sighs> well. Uh, the, the last leg of the uh adventures in mother <laughs> city good good job by you is that we uh we have an ongoing family obsession with peeps i don't like to Ugh. eat peeps but no, we like to mutilate them at family holidays we we have we okay. do peep surgery we cut them up we piece them back together again we pose them it's like your barbies be- it's like me and my barbies mm. where yeah. I- <laughs> you know what it is them. make them you know kiss is? each other <laughs> yeah like oscars oh, you're so pretty <laughs> It's a convenient way to, at a family gathering, do something as a group that doesn't require conversation. <laughs> oh, it's like, like an it activity just, that y'all... Right, exactly. It distracts us from remembering that we all kind of hate each other. <laughs> so this is something we do at a lot of family holidays, especially now that peeps have been proliferated and they make them for, like, every holiday. Yeah. Um, they also have rolled out peep cereal, which I have seen in the store and didn't buy because they made my teeth hurt looking at the box. Mm, yeah. Yeah. But... Uh, my mother bought a box and gave it to us on this adventure. So what? I brought it home and I said, uh, okay, well, I guess I'll be trying this. And she said, no, this is for posterity. I used to collect, you know, when I was dumb and, and in my 20s, my apartment was decorated with, you know, Flutie Flakes. Uh-huh. I had a box of Terrell Owens, T.O.'s, Toasted Oats <laughs> God. at one point. Um, it's kind of yeah. hard to be a collector of that kind of thing, though, because of the space it takes. Right. You know, right. 
we our dining room had a picture rail in my apartment in Buffalo before we left, and so all the boxes were just lined up. I have, I'm looking at two blocks, two boxes of anniversary Flutie flakes right now. I, I've been meaning to send one to Hillary to give to Dave. Yeah. Oh my God. Hello. Shh, don't, I, I'm going to tell him not to listen to this one, but like, yeah, don't let him my an, my anniversary is coming out. I just in May. I just talked about my my misadventures <laughs> with my mother for 25 minutes. You think he's going to make it this far? No. I know. I'm always like, did you listen this week? And he's like, mm, I haven't had a chance yet. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, Can you he gets off? enough Hillary. He gets enough. <laughs> he gets the full Hillary. He doesn't need any more. Uh, so, well, we've all we've ever wanted is the full Hillary. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody wants that. <laughs> you think you do, <laughs> but you, you really you don't. Do. <laughs> you really don't. Uh, so I thought I'd try them this morning. So I I pour out this bowl of of people, and it's exactly what you thought. It's this uh, just awful marshmallow little mini bite shape peep marshmallow uh bunnies and chicks and well it's lucky charms by any other name right right yeah. exactly yeah. And, and and our lucky charms are the cereal part of lucky charms round or i whatever it's like fruit loops and lucky charms had an unholy seasonal baby <laughs> and i tried to eat them and it turned the milk blue and my stomach is now actually a little oh, in pain my God. so that's uh, you know, for science, I did it for science. But that's <laughs> that's the last thing. A, a week later, and I now have a stomach ache because of this same adventure in Mother Center. Let me ask you this: either, either or, okay, either you have to repeat that experience and finish a bowl of the peeps, big old bowl, or you bust open the fluty flakes and eat those despite their age. Well, these are anniversary fluty flakes, so I, they, they, they were a fresh run. Oh, okay. These okay. these aren't Wegmans. These were Anzo Wegmans. Got off on a technicality. Ago. Okay, yeah. let's say you had right, wait, original wait, wait. fluty flakes from Urkelos. the 80s. You had, a, you had a box Urkelos. of Urkelos. <laughs> oh, God. Oh. oh, The Urkelos might actually be worth something someday. So, so gross. <laughs> Are they all, they're like glasses and suspenders? Is that what's <laughs> or in it's, Or it's like Stefan. Remember when he turns into Stefan? He's like, he's like the hot Urkel. <laughs> Stefan Urkel. <laughs> hey, Family Matters taught us that all you have to do to be popular is change yourself completely. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> totally worth it. <laughs> Uh, enough about me. I'd like to know who's bringing up dishwasher Kate. <laughs> mm. um, I just wanted to give a quick update to my dishwasher story from last week. Um, I had said that the dishwasher was going to be delivered while I was having drinks at um, brunch, which it was drinks at brunch were great. I had a really good meal. It was delicious. Um, I got home. Or I think Dave maybe texted me. Just, while a, I... just a great fucking meal. Huh? <laughs> it was. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, and <laughs> And Dave texted me, um, fuck. And I'm like, oh, what happened? And he, the dishwasher was delivered, so it actually came. But the, like, door is off. Like, it's kind of jacked up. And they were like, oh, yeah. See, and also Dave knows me because I wasn't there. And he knows that I would probably be like, why is this loose? Like, something's wrong with it. Um, anyway, so it, it continues. We're using the dishwasher. We have one. It works. It's actually really nice. It looks really good. But they're going to have to come replace it because the door that they have is, like, kind of off kilter. So it continues. Next, I think, Monday. This is one of those things, like, I do a lot around the house. Like, I, you know, have my, you know, I'm like, Dave and my biggest fight probably is, like, I feel like I'm the president of everything. And sometimes I don't want to be the president of stuff. Like, I, like, 
he's like, give me a list and I'll do it. And I'm like, no, no, no. I don't want to be in charge of making the list. Like I, I need you to do it. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, uh-huh. So I, this is something I've totally ceded to him where I'm like, I just can't pay attention to it. Like it's not, I, I can't, mm-hmm. like I don't have any like brain capacity for it. So he's definitely the one that's taking the brunt of it. And now I think he's like on a mission. Anyway, this is all just to say, don't order an appliance from Best Buy, even if you have a gift card for it, because it is not worth it. God. Well, I would say maybe you should have kept it when they actually delivered it the first time. Yes. I don't know why. I was very much like, no, take it, because I don't want responsibility for it. Like, I just didn't want to have it like potentially damaged and it's like on my premises but yes that is that was our grave 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 mistake grave mistake uh so but it works it dries well it looks really pretty so (laughs) (laughs) like that it's a lot of capacity so that's it just a just a brief update hopefully by next week it'll be all sorted out but it probably won't be (laughs) (laughs) i think the next one actually is mine as well um it's just i I have realized what I have on my hands. I talk a lot of shit about my kids. They're adorable. I love them. I think they're very cute and they're funny. I mean, they're kind of rude to us, but they're like cute for the most part, like out in the wild. But my daughter especially has become, let's go, you know, bring it back to 80s, 90s um, sitcom. She has become the Skippy of Family Ties or the Kimmy Gibbler of Full House of our neighborhood. She just, like, busts into people's houses now. And I'm like, Bridget, you can't do that. So she... Like yes, the Kool-Aid man? She just busts in? <laughs> Basically. Last Candy week. can't even get into her own house. Your daughter's just <laughs> running down the block. In and out. Last week, I was... You know, Dave and I were sleeping... And she came in and said, I want to go to Sophia's house. And I said, no, it's eight o'clock. Like it, there, we have a nine o'clock rule. Like you cannot go to somebody else's house before nine o'clock. That's rude. It's a good Al- rule. Although most people probably are up, but like, you know, they're in their pajamas. Probably. But, they're kind of but probably around. doesn't cut it no. on a day when people may have thought we're going to get a little busy in the morning yep. or, you know, whatever, yep. whatever it is. Like, <laughs> come we're going to have I've... pancakes in our pajamas. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So. Um, she said, okay, fine, but can I go ride my bike? And we're trying to give her, you know, a little bit of freedom. Um, and also like our neighborhood is really safe. Like, the, yeah, it's fine. Go ride your bike around. It's not a big deal. There, I, there's no through street in our neighborhood. You have to like, our neighborhood is one that you would be like going to, to go to a house anyway. So she rides her bike. I kind of knew, I mean, I like go back to sleep, but I kind of knew like, there's no way she's just going to ride her bike around the house. She is eager for somebody to play with. So. Mm-hmm. At some point, I think I'm like, where's Bridget? I have to go to the gym. We need to, like, wrap it up. She had gone to the other neighbor's house, not Sophia's, uh, Teddy and Penn's house. And I texted with their mom, who's really nice. And she was like, oh, yeah, she came over here. I fed her breakfast. And I'm like, (laughs) and she's like, we had a really good conversation. And I'm like, about what? (laughs) What does she have to talk about? She talks about, like, YouTube. (laughs) Yeah. Anyway, Bloomberg really took it in the <laughs> shorts last night, didn't he? She's got nuanced thoughts on bail reform. She actually. does. She does. I did ask them though the other day on the on um, President's Day. I made them all go around and tell me who their favorite president was. So they are like, you know, have some knowledge of it. Um, but anyway, yeah, she she's going from house to house. It's like yesterday we couldn't. Dave and I went out on a date. We couldn't find her before. Luckily, I have, like, a text group with all of the moms, basically, in the neighborhood. I'm like, is Bridget over there? You can send her home whenever. 
Um, anyway, Have yeah. you seen this child? <laughs> I know. Well, and this is where my like I kind of am suspect of my my parenting is that like sometimes I'm like mm, whatever, and I think other parents would be like, oh, my, where's my child? And I'm like, eh, she'll come back. <laughs> Hopefully, she'll come back. It's, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> you think a child abductor would just grab her and then ten minutes later bring her back? Like, well, oh this is God. this is my callous like abduction thing. Is when I'm like, really, like you want this? Like this is what you want? Yeah, to do? This, this, this. <laughs> you want to deal? You're with making this a mistake, pal. <laughs> I know. I'm just, I'm, FYI, like it's not going to be fun. Um, no, I know that. I tried that's to wrong. kidnap her, but she just wouldn't <laughs> stop talking. Right. Uh, I asked her who her favorite president was, and she said there was a forty-three way tie for first. No, I she, like that. This she is gave the me same a good reason. answer. This is the same reason I was always willing to leave my windows rolled down on my ninety-four Pontiac Sunbird. <laughs> You're like, take it. Yeah, take really. It. This is what you yeah. want. <laughs> uh, um, I'm dropping the keys right here. <clears throat> Oops. <laughs> Oops. So yeah, she's a uh, she's she's cute, but she's um, I don't know, she's a mess. She was really like a shy little baby, like she didn't want anybody else to hold her but me, and now she's like, peace, I'm out. Yeah. Bye. And then me- she discovered your Instagram feed. <laughs> yes, yes. If anybody wants to follow me on Instagram, you basically are following Bridget on Instagram because when we're driving, she's like, uh, can I look at Spotify? And she looks at Spotify, but then also just like does selfies, terrible selfies on my instagram feed <laughs> all right um i'm a good mom. no one no one was really surprised by any aspect of that story but it's, it's de- <laughs> really delightful you know what though i was like flashing back one of my best friends chelsea we uh, in high school oh I, I told you this like i would rollerblade to her house i would go open her open her door because it was always unlocked go open her refrigerator eat their food and go upstairs in my rollerblades Go, <laughs> go watch <laughs> TV. Go watch TV in her room, and she was never there. Like she was never there. Her parents were just like, "Hi, Hillary," and I would like use their phone, get on their computer. I mean, it was uh-huh. sort of a jerk. Use up all My- their free AOL minutes. Yes, exactly. Like it was a dial-up. I think they had a devoted line, but it was a dial-up. My question about the rollerblades, which I was laughing too hard to ask <laughs> when you told your other rollerblade story. Um, when you're clunking up and down the stairs in your rollerblades, do you have to turn them completely sideways? Like, you know, like no. I have big feet and then when the stairs are small, I have to turn them to the side a little bit. You know? <laughs> no, no. Cause I'm really using the railing to like, it's like I'm more oh, of a, okay. I'm using my arms more than I'm, yeah. my legs. Like I'm kind of like, gotcha. oh, like lurching myself up. But if there is no railing, then yes. Then it might have to turn into like a crawl. <laughs> Like yeah. Situation. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You wouldn't want to take them off. <laughs> okay. Well, that satisfied my curiosity. I've been wondering that for I don't know how long has it been—a year, year and a half—since you told that story. How do you get up the stairs in a rollerblade? I I hate. <laughs> Actually, the thing that's more scary is the going down the stairs. Like, <laughs> oh, for sure, for sure. <sighs> Believe me, like you know, in my condition, like going down is way, way more. Scarier. Yeah. Oh yeah. Way scary. Because <laughs> I can always just fall down and crawl, just like you say. If I'm going up, you know, I just like, oh, this isn't working. Put your hands you know, out. Just, yeah. Right. <laughs> but when you're going down, you are going down. If something happens. And I don't have rollerblades. I have uh, feet that I can't feel. So uh, similar. Uh, 
<laughs> when are we going to get wheelies for your prosthetics? Oh man, that would be a disaster. <laughs> I'm already I already walk faster than I used to because I was a slow walker and now these things kind of make me walk on my toes and plus I want to be done walking yeah. wherever I'm walking to. So I'm I walk faster now. You're it's a speed walker. Yeah. Except for, except for I don't have my junk hanging out like uh, Bill Nye, the science guy, <laughs> when he's speed walking in, his, in those shorts. The, nobody said anything? I always think of um, Bruno Kirby and Billy Crystal, and there's a scene in When Harry Met Sally where they're speed walking, and it's so oh, 80s, yeah. and you're like, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. Why are you speed walking? Yeah. In <laughs> really tight pants. Yeah. Really, I mean, I think that was a big part of speed walking, is you're just, you just trying to... Uh, Show your junk to the world. <laughs> Floppity flop. Stop. <laughs> we are unhinged today. What is going on? <laughs> We're off the rails. All right. Anne, you're good at bringing us back. Uh, let's let's go to the mailbag. Yes, we got a couple of emails this week. Uh, our regulars, Bob and Justina, uh, will include those in the next section because they talked about their question of the week last week but we got an exciting business opportunity that we haven't had a chance to talk about as a group and i i think that we need to take a little bit of time to discuss this so here we have gotten two emails two now from from this person now so it, it's high time that we talk about it here we go hello it's naomi from scouts agency Thank you so much for taking the time to read my email. I know your inbox is packed. This will only take a minute, smiley face. (laughs) I'd love to introduce you to, comma, Michelle Emick, comma, also known as the plastic surgery coach. She is a mom, the CEO and co-founder of My Coach MD and self-published author of Blue Collar Beauty, which which holds its, incorrect apostrophe, spot at number one in its category on Amazon. It's part memoir, business, and self-help that provides for a heartfelt yet fun read while sharing stories of patients, doctors, and her own professional journey. Here at Scouts Agency, I believe Michelle Emick would be a perfect guest on This Show Has Everything because she believes everyone is uniquely beautiful and they should not let societal standards influence or define whether they are beautiful or not. I'm so So, confused. This this goes on. This goes on. She does have a newly released book, Blue Collar Beauty, Confessions of a Plastic Surgery Coach, which it says provides a different and unique perspective working inside the aesthetic industry and representing the everyday people that want to look and feel their best. But so if we book Michelle, Michelle can chat (laughs) plastic surgery and aesthetics, being a working mom, being a self-published author, beauty and how we define it, her mission to change today's standards of beauty's sales, how happiness always comes from within, breaking the stigma that we have to look a certain way based on society's definition of beauty, and how commercials, billboards, and magazines can negatively impact women into thinking they have to look a certain way to be beautiful or feel good. Wait a minute. Yeah? She's a plastic surgery coach, yet... She she wants to rail against society, making us think that we have to look good. I mean, these things are at odds. Well, it sounds Michelle. like you've got questions. Oh, I, for, I certainly do. But when but, we bring Michelle into the Stark Tank, I I think it's I think it's been well established. My feelings about wanting to hang out with self published authors. <laughs> now now listen, 
According to this pitch, quote, in her book, she takes the reader carefully through the rise and fall of an amazing company that was an important disruptor in the cosmetic surgery space. Mm? Mm. She's not in. She's not a doctor. She's not talking about getting plastic surgery. She's a plastic surgeon. Anybody could say this, you know, because I could probably help help you feel better if I, you know, talk to you about your plastic surgery and what you're going to have done. That's not a thing. That's not a thing. You go to the doctor. The doctor says you want this. You want that. What do you want? Let's get a plan together. And they do it. You don't need a coach. You don't need to pay someone else. But Mike, she wants to. She's on a mission to reach everyday blue collar folks who want to look and feel their best. So, you know, your neighborhood plumber may not just feel as good as he can about himself. Oh, he he's going to go somebody. and get a little work done. He's gonna, yeah. He's going to, he's got to get coached through. Well, first of all, first of all, blue collar folks probably don't have enough money for this kind of elective surgery. And if they did, they couldn't afford the additional cost of a coach mm. for the, you know, come on now. Maybe Michelle can like teach them about contouring, right? Hillary. Yes. Yes. Like non-surgical ways in order to look your best. Mm hmm. Oh God, that's it, not no, Michelle. I this is. This, I would like to see a canceled check for anything that she got paid for. <laughs> Just one thing that she's ever been paid for. It actually this shit like this like is sort of insidious and kind of makes me crazy because it's this like look your best and feel your best, but like, you don't need to change. Like, you know, obviously it's these two, uh, divergent messages, but it's just absorbing like the messages of the day. Like you go girl, but secretly you're like getting plastic surgery, right? Like, yeah, yeah. like, but you, you know, can do something about that chin. Yeah, right? exactly. I mean, you need cause... a implant, but it's but, like... for you because you love yourself. That's why yes, you're getting you the plastic <laughs> surgery. Oh, right. You right. want to love feel myself so much. I, I need some aftermarket parts though. <laughs> I would love about 40 pounds less of me, so I get it. Yeah. I need a spoiler because I'm walking too fast. I'm afraid my my rear end's going to lift off the ground. I mean, I just think that the the real thing that we have to talk about is we've made it. We did. Guys. Yeah. You know I was excited. You know I was excited. I thought about you. I thought especially Hillary. Oh, yeah. Okay. So we've reached the level of... Like fake broadcasting to where we're getting fake, you know, not fake, but but pretendy, pretendy times people trying Thank to get you, into Rich our Bizarian. business. <laughs> like you think we're a ticket to to making money. You think we are a ticket for making money. <clears throat> Let me tell you something. <laughs> well, I, I see the fallout effects because if she comes on our show and has audio clips from that, then she'll be able to be promoted as recently featured on This Show Has Everything. Oh, right, oh. right, right. Yeah. And they would, then we would be, oh, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of prestige in it we, for us. We get played in many podcatchers, and also, as mentioned in the past, occasionally my aunt's television somehow. Uh-huh. <laughs> Just came out of there. Yeah. It's like poltergeist or something. Like I think like it's. I think it's more like web TV. But yeah. yeah. Well, we can follow along with Michelle on Instagram and Facebook as she shares updates on her book and shares her readers' reviews from all over the world. I'd like to point Have out y'all that done that? this readers is the apostrophe where it's a single reader possessive, which may or so may not be accurate. One readers' reviews. Oh no. <laughs> 
Uh, reader. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. His name's Chut. He's great. <laughs> he's he's a big fan. Yep. <laughs> Did anybody check out her pages? Any, no. any of her material? No. 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 I'm going to do it. I need to do it now. I, I searched around for state licenses and couldn't find any, so then I stopped. Is it, so she's not an officially licensed uh, plastic sur- surgery coach? Yeah, uh, exactly. Board certified? <laughs> Jesus Christ. That's the dumbest thing I ever heard. Hollywood Upstairs Medical College to the rescue. <laughs> um, right. Van Nuys University. <laughs> It's still better than Pecardine. Oh God! <laughs> but <not> much. <laughs> this this came actually. So Pecardine has up, a better view. Uh, we were uh, watching Iron Man three on TV the other day for reasons beyond you know whatever it was on, and uh, I I wanted to look up where Tony Stark's house is in real life because it's gorgeous. It's got a great view, and it turns out it's actually part of a a forest reserve on the coast of California where they set it. And it happens to be mere moments from Pepperdine University, which is what made me think of Pepperdine. Mm-hmm. No relation. Of course. No, no, of course not. It's no York University, but it'll do. Yeah. Is York University real? Yes. Okay. <laughs> which is why I need to change the name for the for my book. Oh, well, it won't have the same impact because <clears throat> right. because uh everyone wants their York University romance. Well, I think we're novels. just going to I think we're just going to call it Tim Hortons Technical or something. It'll be fine. <laughs> mm-hmm. and, I'll get a sponsorship. And how how well known is their actuarial science program? <laughs> <laughs> I think it's I think it's got to be Top the best. Top 100 the, in Canada. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, uh speaking of updates, I have a real update in real time here. I went to find the post of the little chicken wing dog so that I could share it and I couldn't find it anywhere and so I found the link from when I sent it to Sam and I clicked on it and it was unavailable, but I saw that the new to you and that's N E W numeral 2 letter U rescue. Of course. Uh, <clears throat> it's it's actually it's sponsored by the the estate of Prince. Um <laughs> I noticed that they were online, so I sent them a message, and I just said, hey, uh, we dropped off the little chihuahua with the chicken wing arm last weekend after finding him running in the area. I see the post is down from him now, and da-da-da, the owners came forward, contacted Animal Control. They've been reunited. Animal Control asked them to take down the post so that there wouldn't be, you know, concern. Yeah. So they uh, should have they should have been interrogated though. I mean, what were they doing to this three legged dog that was so bad that it was making a break for it? <laughs> well, nothing they hadn't done at least once before, right? <laughs> uh, sorry, that was, uh, I we we thought maybe it was a post bath escape because again, no collar. Oh yeah, you know, yeah. making a break for it. Uh, like I said, the dog was pretty clean for a dog you'd find out running. So there was a dog um, that got loose in our neighborhood. We found this dog, and it was it was. Um, like a little uh, Jack Russell Terrier, just blind in one eye, and it was just older dog just trotting down the street, and we picked it up, and uh, we did some recon, and we eventually found the the owners. The dog was wet when we got it; <clears throat> it was wet. So, you know, I was thinking, you know, bath related escape, but um, we talked to the owner, and the owners weren't home, and they have a swimming pool in their backyard, and they said, yeah, the dog likes to get out and take a little dip. And then on that day, the dog decided to take a little trip as well. So it was uh, it was fun. Uh, Jacqueline 
uh, was her name, this Jack Russell Terrier. And uh, she was really nice. And we just put her back in her yard, let her have another little swim. Um, yeah, so I'm proud of you, Bobby, that we love taking care of the our little furry friends in the neighborhood. Yeah, and, you know, we'll we'll get one of our own eventually. The dog, the black lab with the skin condition is no longer posted, so we believe that that uh, that one's been scooped up. So he got just, him too. Yeah, exactly. But it's not moving. They fast threw enough. a fresh coat of paint on him, put some soap on the windshield. You know, put him on clearance. That you know? that rompo peel spray to fill in the bald spots. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, this one's uh, fourteen dollars, uh, but we, we're flexible. <laughs> it's uh, it's uh, two dogs for a dresser. It all works out, <laughs> right? Uh, and with that, we'll go to the last week's question of the week. What are you reading? And uh, anyone who studied this list better than me should probably read it down because I haven't read through all of them yet. I did. I just picked. This is another one of those things where I wanted to list everybody's books and give everybody their time. But you know what? That's what the Facebook group is for. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, So I just picked out, hopefully, just a few that are really good. But we did get our email, our usual weekly email from our friend Bob Stein, who says, Hi, guys. Here are two books that deeply affected me that I've read recently. One, American Oligarchs by Andrea Bernstein, or Bernstein, co-host of Trump Inc. podcast good podcast Mm -hmm. uh and that's all about the trump and the kushner families and their financial shenanigans bob says and i'm not sure i can uh read that i think that would make me too angry you know she Um, has she's been on like everything like she was on fresh air she was on you know on the media like they've kind of excerpted it Fresh Air. yeah (laughs) they've excerpted it a lot and on trumping she's read some of it and it's it's interesting mostly um the history of both of their families, like, you know, predating the, um, the, uh, you know, horrible people that are like now the heads of the families. But, um, like his grandmother, like escaped the Holocaust and it, it doesn't give you sympathy. It's just, just like some background to it. And obviously like, you know, his dad was like a slumlord or whatever, but, um, it's, it's interesting. It's like more historical than it is. Not enra- I mean, it's enraging, but it's an interesting background. Sorry. Yeah. I don't know if I want to read it still. <laughs> You're like, yeah. you did not tell me. <laughs> Sorry. No. I I froze up because before we started the show, we were talking politics and we, I think, quickly and unanimously decided that no one wants us to do a politics podcast. No. <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> uh, the- Speak for yourself. I think people need to hear my voice, my 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 lone voice in the political wilderness. Well, you are a white guy in your fifties. So. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm way too young you. to be yeah. running for president. You're basically a superdelegate of public opinion. Absolutely. That's why Hillary's going to get the nomination again. <laughs> Continuing somewhat on the uh, political trend, or I guess this could be expanded to um, a more general discussion of uh, society. He, Bob is also reading Why We're Polarized by Ezra Klein. That just came out. I've heard him on a couple of uh, podcasts doing interviews. He says, Klein may be one of the most thoughtful and intelligent young pundits on the scene today. His examination of the causes of political polarization relies on exhaustive research that spans the legal, sociological, and psychological realms. Um, I have been hearing, maybe this is just the political divide, but more than anything, it seems to be urban versus rural is where the real differences lie today. Yeah. But I don't know. Maybe I should read this well, book. But again, it make me mad. Yeah. My, uh- 
my take uh, on on uh, Ezra Klein in general is I think he gets like five extra credibility points for everything by being named Ezra because it automatically <laughs> seems like you're like way wiser than some dude named Mike, you know. <laughs> Oh, what did Ezra say? Oh, that's interesting. You know, what did Mike say? Uh, that that he's an idiot. You know. Well, and a little bit. It's like, well, which Mike? When you say, yeah, Ezra, yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know. Oh, yeah, Ezra. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. You read Ezra? Yeah, yeah. It was good. Uh, we also got an email from Justina, uh, who says the book that she's been reading is "Because Internet: Understanding the New Rules of Language" by Gretchen McCulloch. And she says, and truth be told, I purchased it and I'm reading it in the hopes that my husband picks it up too. <laughs> See, he's a smart guy. After all, he's mm. got a PhD in probability and statistics, but he's dumb about internet culture in the way only a 50-ish white guy can be, <laughs> which means he considers his dumbness to be the superior position. <laughs> oh. Rolly eyes emoticon. <laughs> I think she's comfortable writing this, understanding he has no idea how to hear it. Right. Exactly. True. And she says, I also have a book on deck, Invisible Woman, Data Bias in a World Designed for Men by Caroline mm. Criado Perez. Looking forward to read, to yelling about the patriarchy as I read that one. Yes. <laughs> I was. I want to uh, read it because I read a lot about how like a lot of medicine is based on a man's like physiological setup. Right. Um, yep. And they don't really test anything on women. They just kind of scale for weight i guess but it's all based on men so that's fun yeah like they've been talking about how symptoms for for heart attacks for women are vastly different for men and so women uh under report heart attacks all the time because they don't know they're having one because you know their left arm doesn't hurt yeah yeah what's the well educate me tell me what is the female equivalent like if emily says this what it's a heart attack? What? A lot of women think they're sick. Like you vomit and you feel mm-hmm. like you have an illness, like a flu or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I don't remember. But there's no localized pain or... Uh, they did an arc on it on Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, which is why you should have continued to watch that, Mike. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, it obviously didn't sink in on you. Maybe they didn't. the song wasn't catchy enough, you know, to where you, you, you got all the beats. I haven't rewatched that season yet. Then I will, and then I'll tell you. So there. Okay. Actually, Meredith okay. probably might be too knows. late at that point. You know, Meredith's probably a good person to speak to this one. Meredith, All right, let's talk about goal. some. Yeah, <laughs> so the giant M in the sky. Let's, let's talk about some of the um, the books that people listed on the Facebook thread from Linda. She says, "Murmur of Bees" on my Kindle, and audio "The Dutch House" narrated by Tom Hanks. And there was a little bit of discussion on the group about what a good choice Tom Hanks was to be the narrator for that. So that sounds interesting. Uh, Laura says, I just finished The Starless this, Sea. Hmm. Sorry, I have to stop you. Is this an EGOT play by Tom Hanks? <laughs> Is this just so he can get a Listen, Grammy? Maybe. I, maybe. He doesn't have a Tony, though. Uh, but he's young enough still. If yeah. if he guessed it, if he like did a like a pop-in small lead role on Broadway for something, the world would shut down and then he would win the Tonys. The Tonys... Just- does he Tony's not do stage work? Tony's the easiest one to break, I think. You know, he's done a, like a little bit, but he's 
he he actually, you know, I'm googling. He did get a Tony nomination. I forgot because this is the only play that I've ever heard of him being in. There was a um, Nora Ephron play that was like not supposed to be that good, which makes me sad because I love Nora Ephron called Lucky Guy, and he was in that and he got a, a nomination, but he didn't win. Some of these, um, some of these awards are such bullshit they shouldn't count. But they you don't. Know? EGOT like, is only the Emmy, Grammy, Oscar, Tony. So it's not like a SAG award's going to get you anything. Well, even the the awards themselves that are oh, legit, like yeah. an Oscar, like not to not to disrespect my least favorite NBA player of all time who recently died, and I feel bad about you know because because I didn't wish death upon him, but he won a fucking Oscar, yeah. and everyone made such a big deal out of it, and he was just like the executive producer for some cartoon about basketball, and I was oh, like, yeah. come on now. Yeah. But Come on! What now. if Tom Hanks goes back to school for sound design? Like if he yeah. earns it, yeah, right? I would respect the fuck out of that. If, yeah, if he did, a, he was standing there for fourteen hours a day with his arms over his head, holding a boom mic. You know, it's like, <laughs> yep, give that guy a fucking Oscar because because that ain't easy. I do see your point though, Mike. Given that what is it, the Three Six Mafia has an Oscar? Oh, that was a great yeah. year though. That was fun. There, there are a lot of illegitimate <laughs> awards out there that rich people get. It's like, it's like how we keep like adding medals to the sports where white people can win, like swimming and skiing. Like, well, did you did you swim twenty five yards or fifty yards, yeah, or uh-huh. did you ski down this degree of slope or that degree of slope? Well, let's just make them all events. <laughs> did you, you know? ski around the bumps or over the bumps? <laughs> what a surprise that the guy that won the fifty meters also won the hundred meters. He's a good swimmer. Another um, fucking gold medal. If if I am putting Jesus. my weight on who's going to get the next EGOT, it's going to be Lin Manuel Miranda. He actually should have already yep. had it because. He uh-huh. um, the songs from Moana were actually really good, and he it was he just hit it in a wrong year. But um, in the Heights looks really good. The preview does. So I'm I'm that's what I'm putting my weight on. I don't begrudge anybody who shows up on Curb Your Enthusiasm. Yes, and has yes. Fun with their own reputation. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, now that we've discussed Tom Hanks's <laughs> egot chances, it was important. Let's continue with Laura's pick. She says, I just finished The Starless Sea by Erin Morgenstern, which is her follow-up to Night Circus, both beautiful and fantastical stories. I read Night Circus a long time ago, um, and I didn't think I was going to like it at first because it's a strong element of magical realism, which doesn't totally do it for me in fiction. But uh, it turned out to be really a wonderful book, so I'll have to pick up The Starless Sea maybe. Lou says, a woman of no importance, the untold story of the American spy who helped win World War II. This book is wild. Virginia Hall was amazing, and the book is both historical and a page turner. Highly recommend. I want to read that. That sounds good to me. Does anyone ever slightly recommend something? <laughs> Middling Sometimes. recommendation. Yeah. Also, all right. This, you know. this is a chance to, you know... Be like, like the eh. world know what you're really interested in. Why would you be like, well? Yeah, um, I've said it before though. Lou and I went to college together, and it's a small college, Lou. so Lou. And I like that she's a listener. That makes me happy. She's awesome. Uh, Anne says, "Just finished the Water Dancer." Taha Nahesi Coates currently reading a place for us. Fatima Farheen Mirza. Uh, wow. We had You're comments on spitting out a lot of, of names here, and this is awesome. <laughs> Good job by you. Uh, Scott says, 
Mm-hmm. I've got a, one of the other ta Coates books sitting on my nightstand. It's in the pile of books that I've been meaning to get to for a couple of years. But I heard him speak at an event a couple of years ago, and he was awesome. Yeah. Uh, and then I went out and bought the book immediately and then didn't read it. So He's, he's interesting. I saw him on the Colbert show once, and he was sort of argumentative. But I think he was sort of challenging Colbert's... Um, basic assertions on that i mean not a bad guy at all but i was like oh this is sort of taking a different turn than normally those interviews do but uh scott says looking forward to the next red rising book from pierce brown really creative science fiction that explores the personal right alongside the epic just like tishi i have read the red rising book so at least the first three i think there's more now that must be what scott's talking about and i agree uh the first book in the trilogy is called red rising and it's amazing science fiction so if you like that i'll go on that uh daniel says i just finished jane austen's mansfield park daniel's getting on the classics which also makes the last of austen's novels i had to read i started working my way through them about seven years ago persuasion is still my favorite of the six while this one falls toward the bottom i like it but it took some time to wade through. I make an annual reading goal of 20 books. This was the first for the year, so I need to get a move on. Daniel, Persuasion is my favorite, too. Not Aww. just because the heroine's name is Anne, but because <laughs> it's the it's best really good. one it's of really them. Good. It's so good. And Mansfield Park is definitely like a junior Sort of yeah, I I remember seeing the movie of Mansfield Park, you know, when they were mm-hmm. making like every like Jane Austen book into a movie. And I was like, oh, OK, like it was fine. I like, you know, I, it's, huh, it's, it's definitely like for me. But I was like, it's fine. I do want to see the new Emma, though. I'm like very excited to see it because I love Bill Nye. And um, I think Emma's kind of silly, but it's just basically clueless. So I like mm-hmm. enjoy watching it. I did not and- like the Gwyneth Paltrow version of Emma, so. I hope this one will be better. I like the and, uh, I, I like the Jeremy Northam character, but yeah, she was. I mean, you know, she's she's Gwyneth. It's complicated. Would you all mm-hmm. let the white man talk? Please? <laughs> no, 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 no. Go go ahead. I I've sat through a lot of these versions, mm-hmm. um, and uh, I have to say, I have no preference uh, on any of them. But well, Sense and Sensibility did... is the best movie of all time sense and sensibility so is the best even though um it does ring a bell as she's so being too old good. to play that character exactly what i was <laughs> yeah. gonna say she, emma thompson is too old to play the character mm-hmm. but she's so wonderful <sighs> she's in so it wonderful. you forgive her yeah. and of course kate winslet is perfect perfect and did you like know robert redford in the natural you just yeah. let it go <laughs> you, you do just, you just let her wash over you <laughs> did you know that Angley hated year old Emma Thompson. <laughs> hated sheep so much after this that if you watch Brokeback Mountain, all most of the sheep are CGI'd because he hated them so much. What? He was like, I will spend money on CGIing sheep. Um, wow. And well, well, tip. It's a weird phobia. I know. Oh, but it's so good when she cries when he comes in. Oh my god, I, I can't even. I'm gonna go watch it like after this. Will it be? Will it be? Will it be? And then when yeah. Emma Thompson breaks uh, down when Hugh Grant comes in. Uh-huh. Oh, Oh my God! So oh, and Alan Rickman. <laughs> oh my oh. God! Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Next question of the week: What books are you watching? <laughs> oh, All right, Hillary and I are on the same and, page. About yes, the and, <laughs> and before the show, you you were talking about putting together all the Mike has ideas mm-hmm. from over the years, mm-hmm. and you just reminded me of one of my ideas. 
I know oh, what it is which, because which, you you brought it up on the very first episode where I was a guest on LRB. It, universally panned idea, but I want to put it out there again just because I really think it, it it does deserve some consideration. And that is um, there. Austin is a just a vibrant music town with lots of local music. It isn't just a town where people come in and tour, you know, to tour and do their thing. That happens a lot. We don't miss any big acts, but we have a lot of great local musicians. Yeah, yesterday Dave and I went to the White Horse and they were like having a full band. I was like, "Wait, I just wanted to go to a bar, but it was, you know, two-step and it was fun, but yeah. It's it's everywhere. cool, you yeah. know. I don't want to go into a restaurant and have a band play. We always walk out when that happens. <laughs> yeah. But <clears throat> But it's such a scene and there are so many musicians and there's only so much work to go around. So I thought something that would uh, that would be good for tourists because Austin has a lot of music tourism from, you know, all across America and way beyond. Like European people come here all the time to just go to Sixth Street and drink a lot of beer and, and see music. So uh, I was thinking there could be a show that would always be playing in Austin but it would just feature different musicians like a musical and um and and I thought it would be like based on uh either one of the Jane Austen books or it'd be a composite of Jane Austen stuff and what it would be called is Jane Austen City Limits <laughs> oh my god and I believe what I said at the time was it sounds like an idea where you came up with the name first and worked backwards. <laughs> Does that matter, though? Because I think we can book this thing months out. I think we can book it. Shaky Graves in, you know, Austin City, Jane Austen City Limits. Brandy Carlisle was on Austin City Limits last night. It was good. Lucinda Williams playing the Emma Thompson role, you know, even though she's not age appropriate. <laughs> So dumb. I think it's the best idea I ever had. I'm offended. Uh, poor Saul here. We have one more book. And... <laughs> wow, this is like, it is like, I wanted the zigzagging of tangents is cracking me up. <laughs> I know we have too I couldn't much let left J- to the Jane Austen show. talk go by without bringing up that. All right, we'll finish up with Saul's recommendation. He says, Matt Ridley's The Rational Optimist. It employs the grand sweep of human history and prehistory to argue for the incredible significance of free trade and against those who would seek to restrict it. Dun, dun, dun. (laughs) Dun, dun. Okay, well, um, books are done. Read serious books. Yeah, mm-hmm. but but do people still read though? What amount of these people are, are listening to these books? I, I don't I'm I don't have an idea of book culture at this point. Well, I mean that opens the age age old quote unquote you know yeah. the ten year old argument of what constitutes reading is listening to the words reading or do you have to put your eyeballs on them? Yeah. Well, I really hope that um, and this this is the old man yells at cloud thing though. I really hope that younger people are actually reading books because it will help you learn how to write yeah and seeing the words and how the how the punctuation goes um is would be helpful and i would have would not have to try to decipher as many emails that don't make any fucking sense Mm. that is an excellent point yeah yep but i i'm not begrudging you listening especially as an adult when you know you know your grammar you're all set 
Yeah. You know, go ahead and listen to it in the car or whatever. But please, younger people, just look at the words. Look at them. Don't just listen to (laughs) them. Look at the words. Look at them. (laughs) Know how to spell them. Put them together. (laughs) Anyway, uh, moving on. uh, Question of the week. What is the dumbest shirt you've ever purchased? And I think we decided to add... What's the dumbest shirt you ever wore as well? Right, because not every shirt comes into you via purchase. Yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. They just yeah. float into your life, like through the ether. Mm-hmm. It, yeah. Which is uh, why I have well, two, because I've got one for purchase and one for float. Me too, but you go ahead, Bobby, because you, uh, you haven't spoken up in a while. Sort of hog in the spotlight. <laughs> Still, I'm just recovering a little bit from telling my saga of last weekend. Yeah, uh, that, was a, and, that was a rough go for you. I'm really sorry that happened to you. Uh, well, uh, and, you know, the reunited part, so that's yep. all as well. Um, mm-hmm. Two t-shirts came to mind thinking about this. It took me a little time to, to dig out options for this, but... The first is a t-shirt that floated into my life. Um, I have this from before we moved away from Buffalo, way back when, when I was working at the Buffalo Philharmonic. Um, We worked with a board member and very major donor who was a great guy uh, and uh, was in the construction business, uh, ran a construction company, but cared a lot about the arts. And he wanted us to make more money for the orchestra by doing these touring rock shows. You'll have a conductor come in and a band sit in and you'll do the music of Led Zeppelin or the music of Pink mm-hmm. Floyd. And uh, musically speaking, the, the, it's, the quality of this is, is empty carbs. There's nothing good, you know, from an artistic endeavor mm-hmm. about doing this. But No, it's so- butts in seats. Yeah, exactly. You're selling tickets. You're mm-hmm. making money. You're exposing people to what it's like to see an orchestra live. There's benefit to it there. But mainly it's a moneymaker. You know, we would do a few of these and they would always sell out. And he would say, well, why don't we do more and more of these? And he said, well, there's <laughs> there's a liability factor here for the orchestra. You got to pay. You got to allocate the service time. But one way around that is if a group comes in and hires the orchestra to do a concert. So he figured he would start a company where he would hire the orchestra, take all the financial liability to put on the show, put on the show. And then if there were any proceeds left, that company would just basically donate them back to the orchestra. So he would take all the liability and the orchestra would get all the benefit. So he started this company because he's, he's uh he likes, you know, 60s, 70s rock music. That's, that's his era. Mm-hmm. And so he started a company, but couldn't, I guess just didn't come up. He thought the name he came up with the company was great, but really all he did was rip off Live Nation, and he named the company BPO Nation. (laughs) Nation is such a tired fucking term. This was this was twenty ten, you know, twenty twenty oh nine, twenty ten. Okay. And so I've got a black T shirt with big like uh, retro. It sounds like Black Power something. (laughs) Just I mean, it's in in retro scripty letters it says bpo and then under it nation in these <laughs> dumb big orangey yellow letters and i'm sure he just threw one at me one day when he was in the office and uh you know i it takes I, a nation of donors to pop us up <laughs> i never once wore the thing and i was going to donate to charity but then i rediscovered it uh, a couple it. of years ago when we were moving and since this has all happened bpo nation fizzled like a year or two later but lou simonelli the guy who gave it to me lou Lou was recently indicted on fraud. It is now- oh, no. I didn't figure Lou Grant for fraud. I thought he had integrity. Uh, there was a big scandal a couple of years ago, something called the Buffalo Billion, which was a billion dollars in infrastructure investment in Western New York. It was a big New York State program. 
That's a great name. Speaking of names, that that person should get promoted. the Buffalo Billion. Yeah. Well, yeah. now it's got a, a bad uh, a bad read because uh, Lou allegedly, well, actually, was convicted. So Lou legally, uh, so they say now, leaned on the state to put in the RFP that you had to have a construction company that had at least fifty years of experience in the area. Ooh. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Fifty, eh? Because Lou's company is the only company in Western New York mm-hmm. that's been around for that long. <laughs> Because mm-hmm. he inherited it from his father, so uh, Lou is—I uh, <laughs> forget if he's actually in federal prison now or if he's awaiting. Like I, they might be keeping him at home because he's actually very sick now too. But he's—he's he's old and basically he—he he lived a high life of what the construction business is, which is bribes and elbow rubbing and scratching backs, and it finally caught up to him. And so a guy now, named Ezra would never do something like that. <laughs> I loved Lou, and I—I I almost feel like he whatever like that's the business you work in the construction business in new york state that's going to happen <laughs> right. like right I mean, that's that's it it's all corrupt but so now it's my now it's my uh my memory of lou that i keep that shirt for uh but that's it's still it looks stupid it's the dumbest looking t-shirt uh but the dumbest one i purchased was for five dollars at an outlet store at the rent and premium outlets outside of austin <laughs> a couple of years ago and it's a it's a picture rendering drawing of Hillary Kitten. It's Hillary Clinton <laughs> as a cat face with Hillary Clinton hair on a blue tie dye shirt. Bobby, why? <laughs> <laughs> no, Bobby, uh, no. Because it was, was this some Bucky's. Because it was five. It looks like it could have been right, right in the Americana section of Bucky's. Uh, because it was five dollars, and I figured if I bought it, that would take it out of circulation. That had to I be. From a, that couldn't have been the visit that we took together, because I would have noticed you getting that. Yeah. No. 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 This was. Um, this was. Get a hand puppet. Crabby. Crabby Jacks in Rentham. Okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> And I think I've worn it once, and it's somewhere in this house. I don't know where. And I actually bought two because I was going to put Why? one of them in. <laughs> <laughs> you bought two. Yep. <laughs> because I love. Because you're going to eat one in the car. Right, exactly. <laughs> well, you have something to wear next election day. <laughs> I, I would have gotten one and then one size on either end, you know, in case my weight fluctuated. I w- right? didn't want to not be able to, to get into my uh, Hillary Kitten shirt. It's like when you find something you like and you buy it in every color, you know. It's... Yeah, yeah. This is it. This is it for me. This is my look. Uh, I'm going to upload t- pictures of both of these. Sh- oh, God. I have one more T-shirt story. I, I told Hillary this story last night. <laughs> Uh, this is another t-shirt that came into my life. I don't have it anymore, but many, many years ago, I, I had a, a, a girlfriend who I dated for three years. And so we, we knew one another's families pretty well. And she actually lived at, at home in Buffalo at the time. And so I knew her parents, her mother particularly well. And, uh, not this well though. Uh, her mom went on vacation with a friend and came back and brought us gifts and the t-shirt that she brought me had no indication of the location. Like, it wasn't like, uh, hey, this is from Cancun or whatever. But she saw it and thought it was funny. And it was a T-shirt that said, the man with an arrow pointing up. And the legend with an arrow pointing down. Oh, no. No, 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 no. No. You don't get to do that. And this came from the mother of a, you know, a, a serious 
long-term girlfriend. <laughs> nope. Well, so at least she had a sense of humor. <laughs> I, I was mortified. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I might, I might reverse those, you know. <laughs> Have you met the man? Just like they thought so. <laughs> Ooh, boy. Okay. Uh, who's next? Who wants to go next? Well, mine involves cats also, so I might as well get okay. mine out of the way. Awesome. We're, we're, I, Hillary, we're all over the place, but the transitions are between seamless. all over the place this are fucking great. Thanks, y'all. Uh, this is a shirt that I had when I was probably 14, 15. I was of the age when my mother took me to Kohl's to shop for clothes, and she paid for them, but there were, of course, strict limitations as to what I was allowed to choose. This was also the era when I was really starting to hate my body, and I thought if I just wore really big clothes, nobody would know that I was chubby. <laughs> you know, big enough it always to works. cover well, it all. Yep, yep. Nobody could well, tell. It's like I that, it's like that uh, tooth middle days. thing. You got, you got to, you got to, you can't wear things that are too tight if you feel like you're mm-hmm. you're fat, and you don't want to wear clothes that are too big. So you really just have to dress normal, but you're in your head and you don't dress normal. You know yep. what I mean? Yep. You lose all perspective on yep. what is reasonable and realistic to wear. Yep. And so being 14, I picked out a very large white t-shirt <laughs> and it had three rows of cartoon black and white cats on them. I don't think there were any captions, just cats in different poses. And mm-hmm. under each row of three cats, there was a stitched on ribbon, one green with white polka dots, one pink oh. with white polka dots, and one yellow with pi- white polka dots. And for the life of me, I cannot <laughs> understand what I was thinking. Not a cat uh, person. Don't hate cats. Did it make it Not to the starting person? line? Did you wear it to school? What I happened? I wore it this? for years, Mike. Oh, so it got in. It was it, it was, was number in one in the rotation. It was your ace. <laughs> and this was the time. I don't know if they. Well, did I feel this good in... today. I got my cat ribbon po- cat ribbon shirt on. No one can stop if, me. I don't know if this was the the fashion in um, in Texas, Hillary, at the time, right around 1990 or so, yeah. but. Um, you always wore like a contrasting color t-shirt underneath the t-shirt and then you rolled Mm -hmm. up Mm -hmm. the short sleeves Mm -hmm. so that you could see the the colors t-shirt color yep yep so yeah i I, I did that with that shirt there was like a like a navy blue t-shirt or something underneath it just it was great sometimes you wear double socks like i i didn't do that Mm -hmm. as much but you could do that where you were you know two different color socks on top of each other Mm -hmm. oh lord it was a great time in my life. <laughs> what what made you retire it? Oh God, I don't know because I realized it was a fucking stupid shirt. But I mean, there had I mean, I don't know though. Do you though? Like over time, you did, but there's no like revelation in the moment where you you're about to put it on. You know, you get out of the shower and you go, "What the fuck am I doing with my life? What is this?" I don't know. I honestly don't know what happened to it. Don't know when I stopped. I was, certainly wasn't wearing it by the time I got to college. 
but yeah. I think it just drifted out of use. <laughs> yes, it okay. happens. Okay, it loses its its glamour and its shininess. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's the best the best way. Did Did you have any other shirts, Anne, that you your no, mom but, bought or you bought? No, by the time I was buying my own clothes, I just wanted to get something plain and normcore. Uh, Yes, unnoticeable, and as my yeah. quote-unquote style has evolved, I understand my body better. Yeah. I'm not wasting my time on stupid shirts. No. I'm not no. spending <laughs> 10 bucks on a couple of no. Hillary Kitten no. shirts as a gag <laughs> like Bobby. <laughs> I don't have that kind of disposable no. income. No. <laughs> yeah. What you guys well, do know, I love to mail things to people. That's oh what it God. comes down to. Oh no! Yeah, let's not inspire any mailings. But oh, Bobby, um, that, I'm is, let... that is a terrible T-shirt. <laughs> Which yeah, one? we were looking at all it in Slack. Them. Well, the Hillary no, Kitten one is is it's terrifying. It's isn't really, it? it's the it's... hair on the cat. <laughs> and it's also it's a it's a solid uh, B minus Photoshop job on the hair yes, too. It's yeah. just sort of plopped. Mm-hmm. On. <laughs> yeah. Yep. <laughs> oh. What it what it puts me in mind of, and I'm going to let Hillary back clean up here because that that uh transitions me into something that uh Emily bought me just last week and it's a it's a hoodie and it is uh it's like very light green like a like a Seahawks Thursday night football green um hoodie and it has the face of a donkey on the front <laughs> giant donkey face <laughs> on the front she knows I like donkeys she knows that we have a donkey in the neighborhood um, and she, I did wear it and I've worn it in public, but, uh, it is something else. And I think what, what it, I know this wasn't her intention, but a donkey is also known as an ass. Mm-hmm. So there's an ass face, like right under, right under my face, which some people would also, you know, depending <laughs> which on is how which. mad they are, <laughs> I would call an ass face. Um, but uh, yeah, it's something else. I will I will take a picture of that and and send it along. It's very much like something would be in Jeremy's wardrobe. It would just be a staple in Jeremy's. It would it would bat first. Yeah, yeah. He would have that. It would be for out of the first one out of the dryer. It would still be warm when he put it on every time. Oh yes, um, my ass shirt is clean. The the um the worst shirt that I. The wor- the ugliest shirt that I ever wore, I think, anyway, was a tuxedo t shirt. It was a long sleeve t shirt that I wore on the on the day of my wedding. Um, when we surprised the crowd at the two thousandth or something. I can't no, remember. No, it wasn't what the two thousandth. Was. It wasn't the two thousandth. Some were... kind of celebratory T V T L show where Summer we Summer Slam. Yes. Yes. Was it? Yep. I don't know. It was a two night thing and we got married on the second night. So the first night was really fun and and but the second night was stressful because we were getting married at the end of the show and Emily had um had her wedding dress uh um on under a hoodie uh and then I had uh my tuxedo t-shirt under a hoodie and we went up on stage under the pretense of we're being interviewed as like a couple that met through the show and and uh what's you know update what's going on and and then, uh, and we were talking about how we were going to get married and Luke said, well, why don't we do it right now? And so that was the reveal. We jumped up, we got, we took our hoodies off. Luke married us on the spot. Um, so it was really ugly. I was still kind <laughs> of fat and, 
it was kind of snug, you know, because you only get one shot at a mail order. Um, <laughs> yep. Uh, had a long sleeve mail order tuxedo T-shirt before your wedding. There's no time to uh, to remedy mm-hmm. that situation. You're saying um, you didn't have a fitting? No, there was there, there was no fitting. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. My boys weren't there getting their tuxedos done too. No, just uh, just that. And uh, I looked pretty bad, but uh, it was fun. And and I have great associations. I still have the shirt. I would never wear it again. Um, <laughs> But that's the that's the ugliest or worst shirt that I ever bought. The dumbest shirt I ever wore. Uh, my dad used to travel a lot when I was in you know junior high, high school. He was a uh, an internal auditor for J C Penney, so he would travel to a store for a week, audit their books, and then come home. And he had a big territory, so. Um, and a lot of not big towns because there was it's as soon as you gra- graduated into like medium sized town, you got yourself a JC Penny. But uh, he was in College Station, Texas, which is where Texas A&M mm-hmm. is. And uh, he wasn't like a big guy for bringing me something home from every trip because there's so many trips. There's just no way he could have done it. I don't know why uh, this particular trip he brought me home. A shirt, a Texas A&M shirt, which was really cool. It it uh, it had the logo across the chest and this these cool stripes, and it was a white shirt. The thing was, it was a half shirt. Um, okay, I was I was fourteen, fifteen. I was six foot two, hundred thirty five pounds. Um, Rocking those abs. If there were any abs, they 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 were rock hard super rock hard so i wasn't ashamed of my body and i wore this thing i played a lot of basketball on this thing i didn't wear it to school thank fucking god i never wore it to school but i would wear it to the you know the community center and and when i'd go to a park and play ball and um i can't believe nobody ever made fun of me or maybe they did behind my back or or and i never heard it because i was usually killing them but um but I'm surprised somebody at some point, some wise ass, didn't say, "Yeah, you know, you just you just killed us again, but you're wearing a, uh, basically a girl shirt," because that's what it was, <laughs> a crop top. <laughs> it was a crop top. Yeah, it's a crop okay. top. It's okay. Yeah. So I wore that thing, and then I I I got to college, and I think it was the first time I went to went down to the intramural. Uh, activity center to play uh, pickup basketball with my boys and uh, my friend Mike Smith um, you know it was classic like before you're about to go out and your girlfriend goes are you going to wear that (laughs) (laughs) he goes what what are you doing I said what he said that's a that's a girl shirt you know I said it is yeah and I pretended like that was the first time I ever put it on. <laughs> you know, it's like, oh, I didn't know that. And I threw it in the garbage. You know, I didn't tell him, yeah, I've probably worn this 78 to 94 times already. Um, but uh, how humiliating in retrospect. It was, it was bad. Worst shirt I ever wore, and I wore it a ton, just like Ann. I just, I thought it was awesome, and I wore it a ton, and nobody ever said shit. And I'm, come on, guys. Come on, high school friends. Come on now. <laughs> I bet you rocked it. Yeah, for sure. I'm sure I did. I look great. I'm sure. 
There are no pictures because I'm not Hillary and everyone wasn't snapping my photo every time I <laughs> stepped out of the car at a gas station. Does that count as a transition? Yeah. <laughs> um, well, mine, like Anne, um, like I don't spend money on t-shirts because t-shirts like don't look good on me at all. And I'm not just, I'm just not going to spend, I know what looks best on me. So as I've grown older, I don't buy t-shirts but when I was when I lived in Los Angeles I moved to LA in 2003 which is like the height of um like Bond Dutch culture like people wearing t-shirts and like trucker hats and shit yeah it was yikes yeah it was not a good time I did not have a Bond Dutch like shirt or anything but what was really in also was wearing like t-shirts with like a black bra underneath it. Like, and I thought I was really cute then. Anyway, I stole my, <clears throat> I stole my roommates, um, whatchamacallit, her, a t-shirt that I thought was very cool. And it says, Hola Madrid. It's so stupid. And it's like bright <laughs> yellow with green writing. Like there's no, like there's no reason that I should be wearing this, but I'm like 99% sure I wore that with a black bra and like low slung jeans, which I did not need to be wearing at the time at all. Um, I still have the shirt. Like it's still, I, I can't, I mean, it was Chelsea's like, I can't like throw it away because it has some sentimental 2003, like drug energy to it, <laughs> like 24 year old energy to it. But um, that one was my ugliest one that just like came into my life. Um, you need a picture of it if it's still. If you can, still I don't dig have it a picture of. Well, yeah, I have a picture. It, it is. Yeah. I will send it to you. It is. Uh, like it. I cannot wear this out. Like at all. Um, <laughs> I, this is. I would shame my children. Um, but um, this is not really like a T-shirt so much. But I have this flashback to this is one that I purchased. Probably my mom purchased it for me. So I grew up in Dallas and I went to college in Tennessee and I was in a sorority. And then when you're going into a sorority and you're from Texas, it's like a big deal. Like you get recommendations, you get pictures taken. It's like a whole like kit and caboodle. I have pictures taken from it and I am wearing, again, this dates me as being very um, late 90s. I am wearing a... um, Is chartreuse like a kind of green? Is that... Am I doing Mm -hmm. that? Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's like a chartreuse velour mock turtleneck and it is the ugliest <laughs> fucking thing <laughs> it's like all of those combinations and it's short sleeved like it's like a short sleeved mock turtleneck <laughs> I need to find a full but I only have one that's like crop where you can just like see my neck and you can see the, oh, God. <laughs> yeah, you can see the and I thought it was so cute and it definitely was like this is this is my number one. Like I'd wear it with a long broom skirt. <laughs> sure. I don't want to discount the the feeling that you get when you're wearing that. No, shirt, yeah, of I'm, I I can tell you when I was wearing that Texas A and M crop top, I thought I was hot shit. You know, <laughs> really did. Uh, yeah. No. I don't regret that part of it. it it definitely you know i used to do this thing this was like in college i would always have a special shirt like that was my that's what i called it like it was like tm special shirt everybody knew it it was like the shirt it was and it's not always the same shirt but you know a shirt comes into your life yeah like this is my shirt like this makes me feel so good when Mm -hmm. i go out comes up out of the minors and just starts striking everybody (laughs) out I, I definitely. Is it? No. Now that I'm thinking about it, a lot of mine were like of the of the velour category. <laughs> like it was always. Like... <laughs> 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 I 
<laughs> Hola Madrid. Oh my God. Uh, I found a picture of your Hello Madrid or your Hola. Excuse me, your Hola Madrid. Don't t-shirt. anglicize it. But yeah, come on, you're a monster. But I found it on a blog post about turning old T-shirts into flowers. <laughs> Um. <laughs> That's totally an Emily-like project. Yeah, you know, I can turn old T-shirts into all kinds of shit. You could just um, do what I did, and instead of it being an awkward selfie, just throw it over the back of a chair. I know, I know. I, oh I just want to add to the merch store now. This is my special shirt, TM. <laughs> yeah, my special shirt. I like that. I did. I loved the special shirt. Oh. Because our, our merch, let me just say this, our merch fits really well. Maybe it's <laughs> yeah. just it my does. body, but yeah, yeah, it, it is really quality stuff. And and uh, and it, it makes its way into the top of my rotation every time. See? <laughs> All right. Okay. Boy, we're really we're running long here. We're... I don't think we have time for medium talk. I know. I, my, it's my... okay. We can hold I it mean... in reserve. We got we got the Jane Austen city limits <laughs> yeah. out of the way, so sure, sure, we can we can save urinal talk. I think. Ooh, okay. I mean, it's that's a, a tease. Forward right promo. <laughs> sure, we're gonna have urinal talk and Michelle Emick to uh, on next week's show. <laughs> My head will explode. I'm only bummed because I had the music cues for. The new medium talk segment. Oh, That's yeah, okay. We'll save yeah. it. It's fine. It's fine. No, we'll, yeah, we'll save it because this otherwise. Yeah, this I was more be... excited about the music cue than actually doing that thing. <laughs> uh, Tishi recommends. Um, I have one. Yay. Uh, I really like Hassan Minaj's show, Patriot Act, on Netflix, which is not what I'm recommending. What I'm recommending is there's a YouTube only. A uh, special called Deep Cuts from Patriot Act. And uh, on his show, Hassan basically does crowd work, I think, before they tape the actual show. Wow. He goes out and his audience can submit questions on little cards. And then he just goes out for like 10 minutes and answers questions and talks to them. And it, the questions can be as dumb as what's your favorite pizza topping to what was what's the, the worst catalyst t-shirt for you to... Ever. Exactly. What's, what, what's the, what was the catalyst for you to create this show? And it's really entertaining. Um, as I said, it's called Deep Cuts. It's just on YouTube. It's uh, not anything that was actually part of uh, the show itself. It's just him talking and interacting with the crowd and talks a lot about you know what it's like growing up as a, a Indian immigrant or his family is Indian immigrants and kind of Muslim culture and being a Muslim and how that all works within the context of being an American too uh, it's really fun it's really interesting they're like anywhere from like seven to twelve minutes uh, you can watch a whole bunch of them while you're on the elliptical at the gym so check it out deep cuts from Patriot Act Cool. I like him a lot. I think he's really smart. Oh, yeah, he's good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I have a recommendation that makes me seem way cooler than I actually am um, because I listened to Spotify and it, like, recommended a song for me. Or I think, actually, like, Busy Phillips was listening to it, and I was like, oh, we'll check that out. Um, <laughs> okay, that you guys, You guys use the same Spotify account, right? It's we like do. We do. We share. On your yes. <laughs> I'm like, I'm busy. Um <laughs> Oh, busy, busy, <laughs> stayed logged in. She's in trouble now. I'm going to do some damage. Boop, boop, boop. Um, there is a singer named King Princess. Um, she is 
like a 21, maybe 22 year old, like hipster lesbian from Brooklyn, but I really, really like her music for some reason. Um, some of it. Okay. I'm just going to warn. There's a song called 1950 and she was actually on Saturday night live a couple of, a couple months ago and she was she was on Colbert I mean she's done sort of the circuit they're definitely trying to push her up she's not like some indie act but um she's on Mark Ronson's label yes um yeah she is um anyway there's a song called 1950 that I really like there's a song called Holy that I really like there is another song that I really like that I will not mention because it is like hilariously vulgar but um You'll find it if you listen to her on Spotify because she doesn't have that much stuff out. But I think she's really cool. Oh, and she just came out with a song called Ohio that I think is cool. I just think she's cool and I like listening to her music. So, and I feel cool because she was born in 1998. So, um, that makes me <laughs> sad, but I also mean, you're, feel you're a cool mom. I am cool. a regular mom. mom. Yep. <laughs> Does she ever play Madrid? No. <laughs> no, she probably does. <laughs> <laughs> all right housekeeping <laughs> yeah let's let's get out of here <laughs> hey speaking of our merchandise we do have some at uh, this show has everything.com note michael i did not say https <laughs> colon slash slash www not well they took necessary. it off the run sheet so <laughs> This show has everything.com. Click on the button that says shop and see what we've got for sale. Maybe we'll have a special t-shirt up there. (laughs) As soon as as we can find a vendor that makes t-shirts out of velour. Mm. Ooh, that sounds like a nice thunder shirt. I don't know how many mock turtlenecks you can find anywhere anymore. The 90s are coming back in. I bet we could find some somewhere. Urban Outfitters. Lord, no. (laughs) And please rate and review the show. Please. Come on, guys. Please, Tell the please. world what you think. Give us a five-star review and then talk about, I don't know, um, how gross Mike is. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. What? You didn't talk about your own urinals this time, so right. save that. No, save no. That. It's not, it's not going to be a gross story, I promise. It's a very, very <laughs> clean <laughs> urinal story. <laughs> talk about how great Mike's ideas are. Yes. Just really, if he ever gets off his ass and puts them into production, <laughs> could make a million dollars. Hey. I'm there. I got Shaky Graves on the line over here on the other line. It's we're, like the, we're putting it together. It's like the guy who invented the pet rocks. I watched Office Space last night. <laughs> the oh, jump to conclusions, it- Matt. <laughs> we had such a good response to the artisanal ice restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Get involved. This show has everything.com as our website. Uh, throwyourphone.com still works. We got one from, didn't we get one this week? I think we did. But got I, from Colian. Uh, yeah, that's right. But that's it was right. about TBTL. Which, oh, and and, oh, and I, I, was, I shared his misery. You did. Thank you. I'm an occasional mm-hmm. listener now, so um, I didn't really get the reference, but thank you. Um, uh, join the Facebook group. It's really, really, really fun. Lots of good book recs, and it's just it's fun. Um, the show Twitter is at Show. Email us at tshe at 10710.com. Send us a voice memo, please. Please, 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 please. Um, fax Bobby your butt or whatever uh, to 617-354-8513. And... Um, you know, we always have problems getting out of here, but 
Thank you for joining us. And that really was every that was everything. I mean, there, no urinals, but that was that was pretty much everything. I think I had that was everything except yep. urinals. <laughs> yeah, it's like everything but the girl, everything but the urinals. My tank is empty. That's not going to be the show title. <laughs> I love it when we play in 1950. So cold, it just stays about to kill me. I'm surprised when you kiss me. So tell me why my guys look like you And tell me why it's wrong So away Yeah, you want to be somewhere between uh, Bloomberg and Biden on the on the teeth scale. <laughs> just, 
you don't want people remarking on your teeth. That's the thing. Yeah, either way. You want your teeth to be too white, too big, or too small and too brown. Just there's got to be a sweet spot of just slightly yellowed. You know, you're you're 80 or whatever. It's fine. Your teeth are not going to be perfect, but you know, let's not gross everyone out. <laughs>